This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little intro to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Got a doggone good-looking show lined up. This is the future, baby, and Jimmy Hart's here. You're not in the same caliber as I am. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world and why am I? You're acting like a hoodlum now. Come on, quit it! Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to the studios of the Old Bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the UK's number one and only Memphis Wrestling Writer Podcast, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. I am, as always, your host, Mr. Luke Jennings, hoping the podcast finds you fine and dandy. This is our first recording since the, uh, and well, not untimely, since the uh, death of the late, great Jerry Jarrett. We will continue to uh, do this uh, show justice, and we will continue to do it in the uh, spirit of Jerry Jarrett. He is obviously the legendary booker, promoter, performer of Memphis Wrestling. Uh, The CWA, if you will, is also the father of the uh, great Jeff Jarrett. So we will continue to show our support, show our love towards the Jarrett family. We will be doing that each and every week here on the show. So please do not forget to follow us on Twitter, at MemphisCast. And hit the subscribe button here on our home, the place to be wrestling network, home of great shows such as Talking at WCW, NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's main event, NWA Crock and Roll, Monday Night Project, and many, many other great shows that come out on at least a daily basis. You can follow the network on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. You can get merchandise prowrestlingtees.com for slash Memphis Cast. Just a quick note on the um, Jerry Jarrett situation. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see lots and lots of um, retweets that we did where people wrote articles, people said their um, piece about Jerry Jarrett. I highly recommend you go and listen to the first hour and a half of episode 281 of Jim Cornette's Drive Through. If you're not a fan of Jim Cornette, um, don't listen to his podcast. I highly recommend you listen to the first hour and a half of of um, episode two eight one of the drive through. It's um, it's a learning corner. You get to learn a lot about Jerry Jarrett's um, history as a wrestler, as a promoter, where we got his knowledge from, where he started, and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, go and listen to Corny's uh, podcast. I think there's been other podcasts over the last week or so that would have. Um, giving you a lot more in-depth into Jerry Jarrett's career. If you're unaware of it, obviously we are we are living it. So we don't we don't really see Jerry. We haven't seen him for a while. We probably won't see him for another because Eddie Marlin's like the on screen figure. You very rarely see Jerry Jarrett. But uh, yeah, Jim Cornette's Drive Through episode two eighty one. Highly recommend you listen to the first hour and a half. You can also watch it on YouTube. Um I think if you just search Jim Cornette on YouTube then the, um, his channel is up there. 
but definitely worth a, a listen if you're into your history and want to know a bit more about the late great Jerry Jarrett. This week on the show, we cover the 27th of November 1982. Last week, it took us a few attempts, but we got to the 20th of November where we saw title match, tag matches, brawls, more new faces and all the usual awesomes from the Memphis Territory. Before we head down to ringside, let's just give you a quick uh, happening around the wrestling world. On the 22nd of November, the WWF held a show in Madison Square Garden, New York City. WWF champion Bob Backlund battled superstar Billy Graham to a double countout. WWF Intercontinental Champion Pedro Morales defeated Buddy Rose. Jimmy Snooker, Snooker, Jimmy Snooker defeated Lou Albano. Ray Stevens defeated Jay Strongbow. Rocky Johnson and Tony Guerrero defeated Mr. Saito and Ricky Choshu. I had no idea that Ricky Choshu wrestled for the WWF. Salvatore Belomo defeated Mr. Fuji by disqualification. World Junior Champion Tiger Mask, that is uh, Satori Sayami, defeated Jose Estrada. Jules Strongbow defeated Charlie Fulton. Little Beaver, Little Boy Blue defeated Sky Lolo and Sun, Sun, Sunny Boy Cassidy. SD Jones defeated Sweet Hansen by disqualification. Eddie Graham battled. Kurt Henning battled Eddie Gilbert to a draw. I don't know what I said Eddie Graham for. On the same day on the 22nd, Memphis, Tennessee, a 5,583 packed out the Mid-South Coliseum to see Terry Taylor winning an elimination match. Also in that match were Crusher Broomfield, Bobby Eaton, Bobby Fulton, Jacques, Ro- Jacques Rougeau and Sweet Brown Sugar. Dutch Mantel pinned Jesse Barr to once again become the Mid-America title holder. Jimmy Jerry Lawler beat Jimmy Hart and Sweet Brown Sugar in a handicap match. Bill Dundee defeated Southern Champion Sabu via disqualification. Dream Machine and Bobby Eaton beat the Fabulous Ones in a no disqualification match to win the Southern Tag Team titles. And the Sheep Herders defeated Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. Also on the 22nd, West Palm Beach, Florida, Kevin Sullivan defeated Barry Windham to win the Southern title. On the 25th, we've got an action-packed. Sweet Jesus, we've got an action-packed Thanksgiving night here on the 25th. In the Omni, in Atlanta, tag team tournament, $30,000 to the winner. The Moondogs, Rex and Spot, defeated Les Thatcher and Chief Red Eagle. Tito Santana and Brad Armstrong defeated Hiro Matsuda and Yashiyaku Yatsu. Tommy and Johnny Rich defeated the Iron Sheik and Korstia Kochenko. The Samoans defeated the Great Kabuki and Magic Dragon. The Moondogs defeated Tito Santana and Brad Armstrong. Tommy and Johnny Rich defeated the Samoans. The Moondogs defeated Tommy and Johnny Rich to win the tournament. In non-tournament action, Ivan Koloff defeated Paul Orndorff. And in a lights-out match, Butch Reed defeated Buzz Sawyer. Down in Louisiana, 15,000 packed out the Superdome in New Orleans as Stagger Lee defeated Ted DiBiase to win the North American title. Tony Atlas defeated Jim Duggan by countout. Ted DiBiase and Matt Bourne defeated... Jerry, Terry Gordy and Buddy Roberts. Mr. Wrestling 2 defeated Mr. Olympia. Mel Muskeris and Shara Guerrero defeated Tully Blanchard and Gina Hernandez. Bob Roop defeated King Cobra. Princess Victoria defeated Leilani Kai. Mike Sharp defeated Marty Lund, the future Arn Anderson. And Tim Horner defeated Mike Bond. Back up north in the Spectrum in Philadelphia, 15,644 witnessed. WWF Junior Heavyweight Champion Tiger Mask pinning Eddie Gilbert. Strong Kobayashi defeated Johnny Rods. Little Brutus and Sonny Boy Hayes defeated Skylo Low and Butch Cassidy. Jose Estrada defeated Kurt Henning. Superstar Billy Graham defeated Chief J Strongbow via Countout. Tony Guerrero defeated Swede Hansen. Bob Backlund defeated Buddy Rose in a Lumberjack match. 
SD Jones was the guest referee. Holy shit. Pedro Morales and Salvatore Belomo defeated Mr. Cito and Ricky Choshu. Jules Strongbow defeated Baron Mikel Sakluna. Jimmy Snooker and Buddy Rogers defeated Captain Albano and Ray Stevens. And Rocky Johnson defeated Mr. Fuji. Back down south in the Greensboro Coliseum, 15,498 saw Jim Crockett Promotions put on a show featuring Mike Davis pinning Masafuchi, Bob Orton Jr. defeating Private Jim Nelson, Johnny Weaver defeating Ken Timms, Frank Monty defeating Ron Ritchie, a battle royal for the vacant NWA television title, plus $10,000 in a 22-man battle royal. Leroy Brown wins the battle royal which featured the likes of Bob Orton Jr., Frank Montney, Jerry Black, Bill White, Gene Anderson, Ricky Harris, Sergeant Slaughter, Jerry Briscoe, Jim Dalton, Johnny Weaver, Ken Keith Larson, Ken Timms, Iceman Parsons, Masafuchi, Mike Davis, Mike Rotunda, Porkchop Cash, Private Jim Nelson, Rick Rude and Ron Ritchie. Abdullah the Butcher and Jimmy Valiant defeated Joe LaDuke and Paul Jones and Oliver Humperdinck in a three-on-two handicap steel cage match. Jack Briscoe defeated Greg Valentine in a non-title match, and the main event saw NWA World Champion Ric Flair defeating Roddy Piper by disqualification. And finally, on this Thanksgiving day in 1982, the AWA put a show on in the Civic Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. 18,000 saw Lone Ranger and Tiny Tom defeating Hillbilly Pete and Little Tokyo. Tom Lintz defeating Kenny J. Bobby Duncan wrestled Steve Olonsonowski to a draw. Ken Patera defeated Baron Von Arashka. Jerry Blackwell and Sheik Adnan Al-Qaisi defeated Jim Bronzel and Mad Dog Vashawn by disqualification. And the main event, AWA World Champion Nick Buckwinkle wrestled Rick Martel to a no contest. On the 27th, which is today... Jackson, Mississippi, Mr. Wrestling 2 defeated Mr. Olympia to win the Mississippi title. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, that was a busy weekend there, and you had a lot to uh, a lot to see on Thanksgiving Day in 1982. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's head down to ringside as we cover the 27th of November 1982. This is episode 93 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy. <laughs> Russell, Dave Brown, right along ringside. By golly, we're about ready to go on another big championship wrestling, Dave. Oh, indeed. We have something new this week on championship wrestling. The exotic Adrian Streets. Don't we, though? We'll be here for the first time this week. Also, we will have the fabulous ones in here in a tag team match. The Sheepherders are here and a great expiration of time match expected today with Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar on one side of the ring. On the other, it'll be Jerry the King Lawler and Bill Superstar Dundee. Oh, yeah. Boy, you can't beat any kind of a combination better than that one. In addition to that, Dave, we've got some great tape and some feature things I think that the folks are going to enjoy a little close-up and in personal type look uh, at some of the guys in there. I think they'll enjoy it. We are going to be ready to sit back here. I have heard a world of things about the exotic Adrian Street for quite some time. We'll be interested in seeing him right after we take time out for this. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a debut. The exotic Adrian Street fellow Brit. He is a uh, debuting for 
the Memphis Territory. I don't know if this is... I'm just checking. Hold on, we're doing this live, brother. I'm just seeing if this is the first soiree into America. He Just to give you an update, if you don't know anything about Adrian Street, he is still alive. He's 82, born in Gwent in Wales. He debuted in 1957, and he retired in 2014. He... I'm just seeing if this is the first soiree into America. They made their debut in 1981. They appeared in various areas in the territories of North America and finally settled in Ron Fuller's Continental Championship Wrestling in Alabama in 1985, where he would feud with the likes of Austin Idol, Norvell Austin. He uh, is in and out of Memphis numerous times. He retired from in-ring wrestling, where he ran the Skull Crushers Wrestling School in Gulf Breeze, Florida. He created the ring gear worn by Dude Love, which is I did not know about. So yeah, he's been so at this point he has been wrestling for twenty five years and he has been in the States for You know, I had So we are seeing, we haven't had the introductions, but the time cut out a bit, the uh, intro cut out. So this is Adrian Street going up against Ira Reese. Ira Reese, blue single, black boots. Adrian Street, blue and red tights, yellow boots. Very, very uh, flamboyant, very uh, gorgeous George in his mannerisms. Oh, beautiful drop kick there by Adrian Street. Paul Morton as our referee, snapmare by Adrian Street, stomp by the Welshman, drops the elbow, Adrian Street accompanied to the ring by Miss Linda, who is his uh, good lady, big splash there by Adrian Street, one, nope. Paul Morton as our referee, look I said, I haven't seen Paul for quite a while, whether or not Jerry's uh, snowed in or something. Full house here as always in the WMC studios. Adrian Black uh, sheets around the ring again, around the around the studio. Oh, forearms and kicks by Adrian Street. Splash again. One, two, gets up, picks up Ira Reese, slams him down in the corner. Oh, one, two, no. Crowd aren't uh, crowd aren't too sure what to make of Adrian Street. Oh, right hand by Ira, and again left hand. Oh, uppercut by Adrian Street. Adrian Street now throws Ira Reese into the ropes. I think I think Ira Reese was supposed to go over then, but didn't. Forearm smash. Picks up Ira Reese again, just to knock him back down. Oh. Another one. No forearm there. Mm -mm. Picks him up. Snap. Is he going for a snap? Nope. Look, got him on his uh, shoulders. Fireman carry. We're going for an airplane spin here. No, just. Oh, drops him across the knee. Gut buster. Picks him up again. Goes behind. Hammerlock. Takes down the leg. 
This is going to be a totally different style than what the Americans have seen. Adrian Street's now got him. Headlock, Hamlock go behind. Double leg takedown. Takes over the shoulders with the legs. One, two, three. And a bridge as a very unique style of pin there. For those of you who didn't, by golly, we had an interesting situation come up with that tough team out of New Zealand, the Sheep Herders, not too many days back. This was a situation where they just kept insisting on making their presence known so that they get a shot at one of the really top tag teams. That's what their complaint has been. They haven't been giving them that competition. I want you to see some of the highlights out of a wild and woolly session that took place. Let's look. Uh, why don't you guys get in the ring up there? We don't need any conversation out of you. We just want to see you in action. Now, come on. I'm not sure from when this is from. This must be from a couple of weeks ago. I think this must be the angle where the sheep herders got fired. And then uh, got reinstated. Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar are at the commentation station. And the sheep herders are coming out. They're not happy. We'll beat them right now. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Get the dog. Get the dog. Put all the family in there. Wait a minute. You want a match? You want a match? Yeah. You want a match? We want to beat them on TV. You want a match? Well, hold it. Well, then what the sheep herders Hold it. What the sheep herders want? The sheep herders get. You want a match? Go to the ring, baby. Because you can have a match with those guys up there, brother. We want him and we want him. Hey, hey, you want a match with him? Hey, this just goes to bring my point. You Yanks don't have any guts. It's the likes of these idiots like there. That's all we've been beating. We want to beat somebody that means something. We want to beat this idiot here. We'll bring your dolls out and put them in there. We'll take the belts off them too. And as far as the chocolate one, he's concerned. Hey. Come on, you guys. Will you guys get out of here? You've been in here. Now, come on. You're trying to get out every match that's in here. Hey, Southern hospitality, you want a match? You got the match? Get in the ring. There you go, right there. I'm giving up. Let's hear it for him. Come on. I do apologize there for the comments there made by the sheep herders towards Sweet Brown Sugar. Will you guys just let us get on with it here? The match is already scheduled with Eaton and Sugar against it. So the sheep herders are attacking these poor gentlemen. I don't know when. I'm guessing this is from. Uh, I'm guessing this is from uh, last a couple of weeks ago, whatever, I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, Ivor Reese and Aaron I tell you, the sheep herders uh, deserve eating and sugar in there. I would love to see that myself, but not right now. Will you guys just... That's right, man. I got no idea when this is from. I saw that last week, didn't we? You've got no idea when this is from. 
not from last week. Not from the week before. you got no idea when this is from. It's obviously not an official match. Unless it's... Yeah, got no idea on this is from. Eddie Marlin is now down ringside telling these guys to uh, stop this massacre. Oh! Jonathan Boyd just knocked Eddie Marlin down off the ring apron with a big right hand. This must be when they got sacked. I get Yeah, so this would have been um, a couple of weeks ago. Eddie Marlin now. Oh, big right hand to Jonathan Boyd. Eddie Marlin now fighting back. Luke Williams now got Eddie Marlin coupled. He's got him. He's got his arms. Oh, my God. Jonathan Boyd with a big round. Here comes the Bill Dundee, the Fabs, Jerry Lawler, out there to uh, stop Eddie Marlin getting his ass handed to him. Eddie Marlin is a former wrestler, so he can handle himself. Jerry Lawler now out there throwing stuff at Jimmy Hart. This is absolute chaos. We missed this from a couple of weeks ago. Absolute scenes here. Get there, baby! <laughs> Well, those are the kind of times where you wonder about all of it, but when you get guys like the sheep herders around, there's no telling what's going to happen. Believe me, you have not heard the last of that. We're going to take time out right now and be back. Back into Channel 3's Championship Wrestling in just one moment. Super action coming up. Tuesday night down in the Louisville Gardens. In just a moment, I'll give you the entire car, but I do want to make note of the fact that we have a hair against the title Southern Tag Team on the line when the fabulous ones put their hair up against the New York Dolls. A no time, no disqualification, Lawler and Dundee against the Sheep Herders. We'll be talking to them in just a moment. Then a Mid-America Heavyweight Championship match with Mantell defending against Apocalypse and all of that coming up Tuesday night. First, let me talk to Bill about this action. No time, no disqualification. The Sheep Herders the opponent, Billy. That's right, Lance. It's all come to a head. We went down there a couple of weeks and tried to wrestle him. Well, they don't want to wrestle. They want to sneak up behind you and hit you with a lead pipe. They want to do everything and throw the rule book out the window. Well, that's fine, because when it comes to that, the king and the superstar can do it just fine. I told you all about the fire, didn't I? You didn't believe me. Well, this week, folks, it's all going to come to a screeching halt. Somebody has got to win, because it's a no time limit, no disqualification. And when it comes to bending the rules, this guy over to my right can do it, and so can I, and we're going to leave you laying, fella, and that's a promise. And you can bet one thing. There's going to be a lot of hot action coming up in there again. No time, no disqualification, Jerry. That's right, Lance. You know, they seem to be real pleased with the fact that they didn't get burned down there last week, and also, they won the match. Well, that don't, you know, that don't set too well with me because when you put the superstar and the king together, I don't like it when a loss goes in our column. And that doesn't happen very often. And I, like I said, I'm not going to stand for it. Now, something that I haven't told the people, and, uh, you know, they wonder, well, why don't you throw the fire just every week? Well, as you know, Lance, the AWA looks over the wrestling in this area, and every time that I throw the fire, I get a stiff fine. Yes. A stiff fine. But, you know, in the sheep herder's case, it's worth it. So I don't care how much it cost me. You know, they laughed about it last week. They thought they got a away with something. Well, they're not going to get away with it, and I'm not going to have to worry about a fine because there's no time limit, no disqualification. The referee's not going to be able to stop the match. He's not going to be able to pull us off of you, and no matter how hot it gets, we're going to do it to him Tuesday, Tuesday night. night.
know I'm going to be doing now tomorrow. Humming this music, strutting around the kitchen like I have been for the last couple of weeks. Thank you, fabulous ones. Uh, someone on Twitter the other day, I think it was Crispy uh, Crispy Lettuce, uh, the other week retweeted a video of Terry Taylor and Bobby Fulton. I forget what promotion it was, but they were the fa- they were the fabulous ones basically, and they were doing exactly they had this music. Um, they were doing the poses, they were doing the smiles, they were doing the looks of the camera. It was spot, it was like frame for frame, the same thing, but with Terry Taylor and Bobby Fulton. It's uh, it was just bizarre. Uh, big shout out to Crispy uh, Lettuce if you don't follow him on Twitter please do at Crispy Lettuce um, if it wasn't for him this show wouldn't happen I'd like to uh, shout him out when I remember he's also on he's also on YouTube at uh, Armstrong Alley he's got a Patreon he's got a Google Drive if you follow him on Twitter at Crispy Lettuce then you will find all the information but if it wasn't for him this show wouldn't happen because I wouldn't be able to give you the weekly um Memphis shows because they're not on YouTube very freely so uh, yeah Crispy Lettuce is the man to follow on Twitter Known the enforcer and from Memphis, Tennessee, Jesse Owens. Going against him, total weight 449 pounds, both from Florida, the fabulous one, Steve Kern and Stan Lane. One fall, 15 minute time limit. Paul Morton, the referee. Okay, we're about ready to go, and bell time is the super. 
The Battle of Sharonga, we are here, tag team action. Jesse Owens and the Master and Force are going against Stan and Steve, the fabulous ones. Stan, Stan and Force. Black tights, white boots. Master and Force are red and black singlet. Black mask, black boots. Takes down the Master and Fade down. Tags in Steve. Steve wearing the same outfit, black trunks, sorry, black tights, white boots. Full arm dragon twist in her arm ringer. Arm bar, sorry. Nice and forced up. Backs him into the corner. Went for a back elbow, but uh, Steve just ducked a bit. Steve tags in Stan. Schoolboy on the enforcer. Double arm um, stretch there by Stan. Reverse by the note. Fireman carry take down by Stan. Arm ringer. Master enforcer gets to the rope. Steve kicks off the foot. Would be something that I think a lot of the wrestling fans would really Paul Morton again is our referee. Don't know where Jerry is. Irish whip by Stan. Drop kick. Master Forster goes down. Master Forster is up. In an hour and a abdominal stretch. Very uh, weirdly put on abdominal stretch by Stan. Master Forster hip tosses him out. Trips up the master forcer, puts him in an arm bar. Master forcer with a uh, leather, it looks like a leather gimp mask on there. Tags in Steve. Steve now side headlock. Side headlock on the master forcer. Forcer, went a bit naff again, boy. Cool blast. Push off by the enforcer. Shoulder tackle by Steve. Off the ropes. Steve ducks. Ducks a close line and gives a little strut. Master Force that not happy. Side headlock now. Master Force tags Jesse Owens. Reluctantly. <laughs> Jesse Owens in. Black and yellow singlet, black boots. Side headlock by Steve. Tags in Stan. Oh, big round to Jesse. Snap mare. Arm bar. Put some, some pressure on the chin. Is Stan. Picks him up, still with the arm bar. And a side rushing leg sweep. Beautiful maneuver here by Stan Lane. Snap mare. Goes back to the arm. The fabulous ones, obviously a heavy favorite coming into this uh, match against the Enforcers and Owens, and they have lived up to their pre-fight notice. Jesse comes straight in and Stan, not a good idea. Stan wheeled around behind, grabbed the legs, dumped him forward. Uh, now for some reason, I just... Yeah, it's hard for me to picture Stan or Steve without their hair, Bill. <laughs> well, you know, you've been through it oh, yourself. I've been, through that. I've been through that. I know what yeah. it is to walk down the street and people telling you you lost the wrestling match. Yeah. Because everybody knows you lost it, Lancer, when they see you. That's the truth. There's no way to hide from that. But I think, I think Hart and his boys will be in for a surprise this week. Because Jack Fargo will have them fired up, I guarantee you. Owens uh, being roughed up by tough Steve Kern. 
Owens into a standing side headlock on Steve, but there's, I don't know, I guess he missed the tag on Stan. Back over and down. So the match that Bill Dundee is talking about, because these are the Louisville feeds, so they're aired on the 27th in Memphis, but we're seeing it from the week, week, week after. Stan Lane gets a roll-up, and the Fabulous Runs win. There's a match that um, Bill Dundee was talking about happened on the 29th. No time limit, no disqualification, titles versus hair, the Dream Machine and Bobby Eaton, who are the Southern Tag Team Champions, lose the titles to the fabulous ones. Also on that card, uh, Dutch Martel lost the Mid-America title to Apocalypse. Uh, Sabu lost his uh, Southern title to Terry Taylor. Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler defeated the Sheep Herders in a no time limit, no disqualification match. Uh, Jesse Barr and Jim Cornette defeated Sweet Brown Sugar and Jimmy Hart. Jacques Rougeau defeated Mick Rick McGraw. And Adrian Street defeated Bobby Fulton. Our opponents today are looking mighty good and a very aggressive team. We've got plenty of wrestling action coming up. We'll be seeing the Sheep Herders in a little bit. Right now, we're going to take time out for this. So like I said, the promos that we're getting from Lance is the December the 3rd, no, December the 7th shows. Because like we said, these are, these are aired on the 27th of Memphis, but they're, they're, then they're aired on the 3rd in Louisville. So, Sheep Herders are next in the ring. Under the opponent's day, the official introduction. Total 452 pounds over on the right of the screen from Tupelo, Mississippi, Aaron Holt and Dennis Upton. And going against them at a total of 471 pounds from New Zealand, the Sheep Herders, Jonathan Boyd and Luke Williams. One fall, 15-minute time limit, referee Paul Morton. All right, we're ready. Ring the bell, tag team action. Sheep Herders going up against Dennis Upton and Aaron Holt. Jonathan Boyd starting in there for Dennis Upton. Sheep Herder Boyd, Jonathan Boyd wearing black single up black boots. Dennis Upton, red trunks, white boots. Jonathan Boyd kicking the snot out of Dennis Upton. We've seen Dennis Upton before. He was quite, quite tall and lanky. Tags in Luke Williams. Red singlet, black boots, snapmare. Upton drops the knee across the chest. Off the ropes, drops the knee across the chest. Luke Williams now picking up Upton. Irish whip, now Luke Williams. Back elbow, flying back elbow. Oh, and drops the elbow across the chest. Tags in Jonathan Boyd. Oh, flurry of right hands to the torso of Dennis Upton. Irish ripped by Boyd. Oh, double thrust to the chest. Tags in Luke Williams. Irish whipped now by Boyd. Williams in battering ram. Luke Williams goes for the cover. One, two, three. Yep, that's over. Your winners via the battering ram, the sheep herders. Never really able to get going, and Aaron Holt's partner never in the ring. It was Upton all the way as he started against Jonathan Boyd, and they were able to keep Dennis Upton in there. They beat him in a minute nineteen seconds. A minute nineteen. 
And one of those overpowering wins for the team of the Sheep Herders, Jonathan Boyd and Luke Williams. Time again, a minute, 19 seconds. Boy, they came out serious for a living fact. Hey, you know, one of the real surprises around championship wrestling in quite some time was when uh, a product of Jimmy Hart, he brought in a guy he called Sabu the Wild Man, and he ended up with a Southern Heavyweight title that he uh, won from Jerry the King Lawler. Wanted to show a lot of the folks who have not had a chance to see him what this guy looks like, because he is something else. Let's take a look at Sabu. We're underway in a Southern Heavyweight title match. Superstar Bill Dundee challenging Sabu. So I've seen footage of Bill Dundee versus Sabu. Sabu is a, um, a wild man from Borneo. Very similar to uh, Jimmy Snooker. Just chunks, barefooted, wild hair. Different style that we've seen here in Memphis. Big leg drop there on Bill Dundee. One, one count. He came in, immediately challenged Jerry Lawler, immediately won the title. So he is the Southern Champion here for the time being. Obviously, as we just heard, he has lost this title to Terry Taylor already. But we've seen this footage from a few weeks ago, Mitzah Coliseum. But Sabu here is uh, working away on Bill Dundee. Like I said, he's, I think on his Wikipedia page, he and Jimmy Snooker were very good friends and he was billed at one time or another as Jimmy Snooker's brother. But he does look like him. Got that sort of uh, wild man look and he moves. He's got a very similar in-ring style to the Superfly. Bill Dundee fighting though, as you can imagine, that tenacious little Australian. Fighting his way out of any predicament. Oh. Big chops and big kicks by Sabu. Excuse me. Having the, the calls that I'm drinking. Calls. When the mountains are blue, it's time. For, when the mountains are blue, it's time for a brew. He's a whole lot more than he looks like. I'll tell you for a living fact. There, that was Sabu, the wild man, and he uh, is the Southern heavyweight champ at the present time. Uh, a guy that we've had a lot of people ask us questions about. He's been around here for some time. Uh, is a young fellow out of Vero Beach, Florida, Terry Taylor. There's been many of us say, "Tell us a little bit more about Terry." Well, we've told you. Went to Guilford College in North Carolina on a football scholarship and a wrestling scholarship. He lettered in both of those. Uh, he, he's uh, an economics major, chose professional wrestling. Um, but we wanted to show you a little bit more about Terry. Let's take a look. If there was ever a classic mismatch, this would have to be it. Any Anytime um, a competitor goes into the ring against a champion, he is the underdog. But I think in this case, I'm more the underdog than ever. There's probably one or two people that could think I have a chance against this Sabu. That's my mother and myself, and that's what she's watching. Deep down in my heart, I know I can win. This Sabu's an incredible athlete. In two weeks in a row, he went through Jerry Lawler and won that Southern title. And the next week, he went through Bill Dundee. Dundee wasn't able to get the title from him. Well, Dundee and Lawler are fantastic athletes in their own right. And I... The question posed to me is, why do I think I can do something that these two men haven't been able to do? Well, I feel like I'm, I'm hungry. This, at this time in my life, in my career, this stage, I'm a hungry man. 
I'm ready to take the step from being just an athlete to being a champion. I believe my time has arrived. And it's happened in every career, in every athlete's career. It's happened to him, and he knows it deep inside. There's not a, there's not a way you can tell by looking at him, or there's no, there's no way you can act like it. It's just something you feel deep down inside. And I feel like this is my time. Jerry Lawler, when he started, nobody thought he had a chance of being a champion. You know, anybody threw him out the window and said, no, he couldn't do it, but he has. Time and time again, he has arrived. Bill Dundee, everybody said the cards were all stacked against him, but he still has done it. He's become a champion. These two men are probably the greatest wrestlers in the world today. What happened to Muhammad Ali? Miami Beach, everybody thought that big bear was going to kill him, Sonny Liston. Well, Muhammad Ali talked and yelled and screamed, but he knew deep down in his heart that he could win that match, that boxing match, and he did. He knew it, and he did it. Well, Lawler, when he, when he started, no one believed in him but himself. He knew he could do it, and he did. With Dundee, it's the same thing. He knew he could do it, and he did. Well, I think it's my time. I think I can do it. I know I can, and I will. Someday's a diamond Someday's a stone Sometimes a heart seen footage of Terry Taylor teaming with Steve Kern going up against the Bobby Eaton and Sweet Brown Sugar Terry Taylor against a gentleman just one of a flying form just seeing a nice little musical package to the action of Terry Taylor
glad all the fans enjoyed that. That's for everybody that uh, likes Terry. One of the most likable guys you ever yes, met in your yeah. life. We got some great action still to come. Don't forget our big main event today, Lawler and Dundee against Brown Sugar and Eaton. Take time out. We'll be back. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WHN gives you Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to open. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. Sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. 1050 WHN. If he doesn't get what he wants, he gets me. And what I want is beef that's lean. So I take quarter pounder action and get real beef satisfaction. He takes quarter pounder action and gets real beef satisfaction. Since a quarter pounder is 100% beef, just one taste of that in is good and lean and easy. When it comes to all things edible, I'm so demanding it's incredible. So take quarter pounder action and get real beef satisfaction at McDonald's. Excuse me, Some airlines don't let you know where you'll be sitting until you get on the plane. Can we switch seats? Yeah, yeah, I, my seat. I want to sit further up. But on American Airlines, you can select your seat when you make your reservation. So you know when you'll be sitting even before you get to the airport. There must be some mistake, boss. Our seats aren't together. No mistake, Fletcher. Hey, boss! Time at the Village Gate four seven five five one two zero. One more time. Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's now. the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrate? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? <laughs> Mangrate is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? Is man great? <laughs> They are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. It weighs a lot of pounds. <laughs> is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups? You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grade. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini series. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast 
And here's your host, Luke Jennings. Before we get into the entire card at the Gardens, let me remind you that on Thursday, December the 9th, Columbia, Kentucky at the Adair County High School, sponsored by the Fire Department, five big matches. That's Columbia, Kentucky, Thursday, December the 9th. Now, Tuesday night, Louisville Gardens. Listen to this all the way from the bottom right up to the top of it. It'll be Jacques Rougeau going against beautiful Bobby Eaton. Then a battle of the managers. Oh, stand by for this one. Jimmy Hart, Sweet Brown Sugar, will be going against Jimmy Cornette and Jesse Barr. That's right. Southern heavyweight title match. We'll have Sabu, the wild man, defending against Terry Taylor. The exotic Adrian Street against Bobby Fulton. A Southern tag team title match with a hair against the title. The fabulous ones against the New York Dolls. Then a no time, no disqualification. Lawler and Dundee against the Sheep Herders. And finally, an NWA Mid-America heavyweight championship match when Apocalypse will be making his appearance challenging Dutch Mantel for the heavyweight title Tuesday. Apocalypse. Wow. That's what they're <laughs> going right. to be saying. I want you to take a look at this guy. So we're seeing some footage of some vegetation, a hedge and a tree area. In the uh, midst is a man, camouflage, bow and arrow. I'm guessing this is probably Jerry Jarrett's uh, property. Similar to what they did with Kamala. He's now coming through the what looks to be a cornfield. With a knife in his mouth, sort of like Rambo would. Again, more vegetation. Where is he? Where is Apocalypse? Oh, there he is. Jumping down from a tree. Throwing ninja stars. To, uh, I think his song is Flight of the Concord, I think. His gaze is swinging from ropes. He's coming at you with a knife in his mouth. He's throwing things at you. He's got, oh, he's got a gun. Oh, he's firing off a gun with a knife in his hand. Webster's Dictionary defines apocalypse as meaning and uncovering a revelation. Apocalypse. Perhaps that reason alone explains why this athlete has chosen that name to enter the ring. Apocalypse. He was trained by the Special Tactics Force of the U.S. Marine Corps, and later he too trained others into his profession. Apocalypse. A true master of hand-to-hand -hand combat. An expert in all fields of the martial arts. A former Marine Corps champion in karate, judo, and other martial art combat. Apocalypse. But for years, he sold his services to several third world nations. A mercenary of havoc and disaster. His services for whoever pays his fee. Apocalypse. Now he's returning to the home country to offer these mercenary services to whoever wants them in the wrestling world. To sell his services the highest bidder. 
think that's Michael St. John doing the um, doing the voiceover, but it's a very interesting character here as Apocalypse. I've tried to look and I can't find anything about him, so I'm not sure who he was or what he did or where he came from. Like I said, Apocalypse. Wow. Right. wow. Yeah. Dutch Mantel is not as hard uh, to look at. As a matter of fact, <laughs> he makes it very, very positive when he's coming and going to do something. Let's listen to the Dutchman. You know, I've had an opportunity to view the film clip that the man who calls himself Apocalypse sent in. <clears throat> and I'll have to say that I am truly impressed with this man. Because uh, he is a man who was trained in the martial arts and he was a Marine and he does all these weapons, the, the bow and the rifle and all that. And obviously he's very good at it. And if I had to know right now that I had to go out this afternoon or tonight and fight this guy on his home ground, on his home turf, and use my ability and wits against his, then I would, I'd be scared to death. No, I wouldn't be scared to death. I wouldn't even go because I know before I go that I probably couldn't beat him because he's probably better at that than I am. But fortunately for me, the Middle America title is not one out in the woods. It's not one out in the jungle where it's one in the ring. And when you climb in the ring, I don't care how good you are at jumping out of an airplane at 15,000 feet or 10,000 feet, or repelling off the side of a mountain somewhere, or riding the toughest Bronco anywhere that you can find, that doesn't matter at all because it's, it's a different ball game. And when you climb in the ring, the only way you can win a title is by being a better wrestler than the other man. It's how good a wrestler you are. Now, as impressed as I am, by this guy who calls himself Apocalypse. I don't think, and I'm personally speaking now, I don't think that he can do any more to me than Jimmy Hart and the first family and that whole stinking outfit he's got, that's what they've done to me. I don't think he can do any more because we, they, I think they've done it all. And that Jimmy Cornette, every, all the money that, uh, that he can spend on getting wrestlers to come after me, to get back at me for what I've done to him, I don't think he can do any more than those guys or Jesse Barr or Crusher Broomfield or anybody that he had. So I want to say one thing to you, Mr. Apocalypse. When we climb in the ring for this Middle America title, you're coming after me, and if I get one half a chance, that's all I want, one half a chance, they might call you Apocalypse now. But if I get one half a chance, like I said, they're going to call you Fat Lips. I'll be ready, Mr. Apocalypse. You show up. So, I said I couldn't find anything about him, but I have, thanks to the Memphis Wrestling Wiki page. Mike Boyer wrestled as Apocalypse. He wrestled as Mike Boyette, Mike Boyer and Mike Boyer in 1978, and Apocalypse in 1982 and 1983. He began wrestling professional in, professionally in Minnesota in 1966, after studying wrestling and judo since he was aged 11. While serving as a Marine, he earned a spot in the 1964 Olympic team but was unable to compete due to a broken leg. In 1970, he began wrestling in Mississippi under the Mike Boyette. Uh, he also wrestled a hippie gimmick during the decade. In December 1982, where we are now, he returned to Memphis as Apocalypse under the management of Jim Cornette. Apocalypse was said to have been trained in the U.S. Marine Corps but have most recently worked as a mercenary in the Third World. Mike Boyette, or Mike Boyer unfortunately passed away in 2012. So there's a little bit there on Mike Boyer, aka Apocalypse. 
Well, the Dutchman tells it pretty straight, man. I'll tell you what. And also, when uh, he gets in that ring, he wrestles exactly the same way. He puts his head right at you and says, here I come. Just be sure you're ready for it, and we are ready. Let's watch Dutch in action. I grew up dreaming Being a cowboy And loving the cowboy ways Pursuing a life yeah, The music video here for Dutch Mantel Sounds like Willie Nelson But I'm not entirely sure we definitely get a lot of music videos nowadays here in Memphis. I'm a modern day drifter. Don't you hold on to nothing too long. Just take what you need from the ladies and leave them with the words of a sad country song. and the superstar they're going to be going today against sweet brown sugar and beautiful bobby eden and jimmy hart bringing the family out there to get ready to go at it davy this is going to be a dandy how about the intro oh, it should be a goodie indeed this is going to be an expiration of time match and introducing at a total of 448 pounds on the left of the screen 
from Huntsville, Alabama, beautiful Bobby Eaton from Union City, Tennessee, sweet brown sugar. And going against him, total weight 446 pounds from Australia, the superstar, Bill Dundee. And from Memphis, the king, Jerry Lawler. This match, one fall, or it's to the expiration of time, I beg your pardon. And the referee is Paul Morton. Woogie! Morton's saying let's get one bodies out of there on each side of the ring. It'll be Expiration of time tag match. Bill Dundee, Jerry Lawler going up against Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Ian. Bill Dundee starting for his team. Light blue trunks, cowboy boots going up against Bobby Eaton. Purple tights, yellow boots. Father-in-law and son-in-law going up here. Bobby Eaton complaining of a hair pull. Jimmy Hart on the outside. Arm drag. Arm drag by Bill Dundee. and still complaining of a hair pull. Paul Morton once again as referee. Oh, big grind by Eaton while Dundee was on the ropes. Dundee now being choked in the corner by Bobby. Irish rip reversed by Bobby. Big hip toss by Bill. Bobby now complaining of trunk pull. Oh, no, but side headlock by Dundee. Tagging a Jerry. White and light blue singlet. Oh, big grind by the Lawler. White boots. He's got some uh, design or something on his on the front and back of his singlet, but you can't quite tell what it is. The king with a uh, brand new pair of tights on, which uh, Dave's not telling us. He painted himself. Part of that artistic talent, I think, it's pretty well known around wrestling circles by the king. Bobby. He's not saying what's on him, but he's saying he, I think he's got the king on the back. Oh, big hip toss by uh, Bobby Eaton. The King steps to his feet, and there was Jimmy Hart not far away. Lawler took a swipe at him, but missed him about a uh, foot. Bobby Eaton now circling, both men circling. Colin Elbow, Bobby pushes Lawler into the corner and goes for a hip toss, but Jerry's got hold of the ropes. Reverse by Lawler, and big hip toss by Jerry Lawler. Bobby Eaton once again complaining of a trunk pull. Jimmy, you complain about every referee that comes in here. There hasn't been any hair pulling yet. There hasn't been any tight. Sweet brown sugar now tagged in. The tights. White boots. Bill Dundee running around the ring. Chases Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart's now in the ring. He's caught by Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler caught him round the neck. Bill Dundee now Irish whips. Double Irish whip now on Sweet Brown Sugar. Chaotic scenes as you'd expect here in the studios. Sweet Brown Sugar complaining of a trunk pull, I think. Bit difficult there on the back body drop, but anywho. We are three minutes into the action. Calling over top now. Jerry Lawler and Sweet Brown Sugar. Sugar pushes Lawler into the corner. Bigger hand by Sugar. Kicking a right hand by Jerry. Got him down. One, two, three, four. Pummel him now with those piston like right hands. 
Jaylor now picks up Sweet Brown Sugar, tags in Dundee, Irish whip by Lawler, big right hand, sunset flip by Dundee, one, two, three, that's an Earl Hepner style fast count there by Paul Morton for definitely, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee get the first fall of the match. Of a match, particularly in an expiration of time match, we're going to have to check our time. We'll do that. We'll be back with more action coming up in just a moment. Plenty of action yet to go and back to it in just one moment. Do want to tell you that Tuesday night the action is going to be something else. I want to call Jimmy Hard in here because he is going to be in a bout with Jimmy Cornette and Jesse Barr on the other side. You and Brown Sugar are going to be in the ring going at each other. Guys, you know what a night. This is probably going to be the greatest night of my life, but every night's the greatest night in my life for Jimmy Hart, man. You know, it's super. You know, I, I thought Jimmy Cornette against Jimmy Hart, right? Yeah. And I thought, man, this has got to be unreal, man. But, you know, I looked in the dictionary, and I looked in the dictionary for imitator, and underneath the word imitation, it said Jimmy Cornette. Why? Because he imitates Jimmy Hart, you see. You can imitate me all you want, man, but you can't duplicate me. You know what he's hot over? He's been on TV for a couple of months now, but wherever he goes, it's still Jimmy Hart and the first family. He's been on the front of the show. He's been on the last of the show. He's held the championship belt for 24 hours with Jesse Barr, but it's still Jimmy Hart and the first family. <laughs> I'll be ready. I hope you and Boom Boom Barr, because Sugar Ray Ware and Jimmy Hart will be. Now, Terry Taylor, Mr. Preppy. Oh, come on. That has got to be... That, you know, that, that's like the old song by the Bee Gees. Somebody started a joke and got the whole world laughing, man. You see him, he's so meek and humble out here. And can you realize you're getting in the ring with Sabu, the greatest professional athlete in the world? No, no, I've said that a lot of times. You know, but he is the greatest in the world, man. The wild man from Borneo. He went through Lawler, he went through Dundee, and you think you're going to beat him? <laughs> that is the biggest joke I've ever heard in my life, man. Well, let me tell you what, Tornette. Bring your tights. Let me tell you, Taylor, you better bring yours because Sabu and Jimmy Hart and the first family will be ready, baby. We're going to be looking forward to that. And, of course, Jimmy Hart's New York Dolls. Are... Dolls that's right. The Dolls are going to be there, man. We're going to have everybody there. The family is going to be the greatest night of my life. But like I said before, every night is the greatest night of my life. It is a very strong night for the family. The fabulous ones will be going against the New York Dolls with their hair up. Big night, Tuesday night, Louisville Gardens. They did it. Yeah, time is out. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to have time to come back in here and uh, have Eaton and Sugar get a chance to get the things even. Um, the first ball was up for grabs, but Lawler and Dundee were the grabbers. And so they're the ones who are going to come out victorious in that match. How about a recap of everything? So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We have just watched the 27th of November, 1982. Thank you very much for your continued listening. Thank you very much for your... Uh, excuse me worldwide support is much appreciated please do not forget to follow us on twitter at memphiscast where you can get updates on this and our other show the monday night project where we cover the monday night raw program from back in the day we're currently heading towards the end of september 1993 so don't forget to check that out on all good podcast suppliers and also here on the place to be wrestling network you can follow the network at ptbn wrestling home of great shows such as talking wcw nwa cock and roll ptbn's main event and many many other great shows that come out at least once a day so ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening thank you very much to the fine folk of memphis tennessee thank you very much to lance russell dave brown and the incomparable promoter jerry jarrett 
we will uh, look forward to seeing you next time and until then when it's spring again I'll bring again tulips from Amsterdam with a heart that's true I'll give to you tulips from Amsterdam I can't wait until the day you fill these eager arms of mine Like the windmill keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Like the wind keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips from Amsterdam